I will be attending Texas Christian University in the fall. I have loved being a part of this amazing church community and youth group, but I didn't figure that out until two years ago. Four years ago, when my family moved from Vine Street Christian Church, I had no idea at the time that I would come out with such an amazing and loving church family. I moved from Vine Street going into freshman year, and to be quite honest, I wasn't super happy about it because I had been there since I was three, and I had grown up with those people. I was nervous to participate because I knew that everyone here had grown up together. At first, I never really went to youth until I was encouraged by Katie and my parents. Sometimes my parents would ask us to go to youth, and my twin brother and I, Boyd, would make a trip to Taco Bell instead. <laughs> but when I did go, I didn't talk to anyone. My brother and I were very quiet and kept to ourselves. Even though I wasn't here to experience all the changes that made this youth group so close and strong, I was shown unconditional love through Katie and Macy Walker. Macy would come up to me when I was alone and talk to me. Once I started coming more frequently, Macy would always pursue me wanting to get to know me better. It made me feel like I was included and could finally step out and be myself. I thought Macy was special, but really she was just acting out Jesus' unconditional love. I'm sure everyone knows the story of Zacchaeus and Jesus. Jesus is walking through crowds of people, and Zacchaeus couldn't see because he was too small and no one would let him in. So he climbed up in a tree because he knew Jesus was walking that way. Luke 19.5 says, When Jesus had reached a spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. Zacchaeus was so excited when Jesus recognized him, and that's how I felt when Macy had recognized me. She came up to me every Sunday wanting to get to know me for me, even when other people seemed a little standoffish. As I became more involved in the youth group, I found out that Macy wasn't the only one who wanted to get to know me for me. Everyone in this youth group has shown so much love towards each other. I form relationships that I know will last a lifetime and I wouldn't change it for the world. Looking back on when my mom and dad first started forcing me to go to youth, it makes me happy because I, I know that what I've I now know what I've walked away from, now one of the most amazing things in my life. I've, ha I've had a blast being a part of this group for the past three years. From camp to Sunday school to Guatemala, I've had so many memories that I know will last forever. So thank you, Woodmont, for giving me this amazing group of people to spend every Sunday with. And thank you, Katie and Chris, for investing so much time into us every single Sunday. I can tell how much you love what you do. Last but not least, thank my Thank you to my parents for always wanting what's best for me and always giving me a firm foundation. This will be by far one of the hardest parts of leaving next year, but I still have three months left of my church family and I plan to live it to the fullest. I've learned so many things while I've been here and I plan to take a little with me when I go. Good morning, everybody. My name is Boyd and I'll be attending Mississippi State upon my graduation from Greenwood Academy. I joined the youth group uh, four years ago, like my sister said. Didn't make the most of it though, and uh, spent a lot of time going to Taco Bell. <laughs> uh, during my ninth grade summer, I remember walking into my football locker room, and up on the side of the wall, the verse uh, Proverbs 27 17 was painted on there. I remember passing by the first time, and I, was, uh, I thought it was kind of eat up, didn't really make much of it. And you know, I probably passed that verse hundreds of times going to practice uh, throughout my years. Never really understood its uh, meaning to me. And then uh, it finally clicked. Iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. 
I believe it's important in life to learn and grow by trying to live out your life by example that Christ has set for us. However, living life out like this isn't easy. No one ever said it was. Surrounding oneself with those who are trying to accomplish and live out life in the same way makes it much easier. And Woodmont has provided me with the perfect environment to help me build up my character, help me guide me on the right path. This congregation, as well as the youth, has sharpened me, has helped me learn valuable lessons, giving me insight that has shaped my development for the future. As I move on to the next chapter of my life, I will do my best to live by example of Christ has set, leading by example in turn, sharpening the iron of others that will meet as I go off. I have the community of Woodmont to thank for that. Thank you, Chris and Katie, for the counseling that you all provided me for the positivity and uplifting attitudes that have always encouraged me to pursue Christ in a relationship with him. I'd like to thank uh, my brother and sister who have never failed to make me laugh and annoy me to no end. Uh, and most importantly, I'd like to thank my mom and dad for being my biggest supporters, being there for me during the toughest times. Thank you for the excellent role models and setting such, for being such good role models and setting such a great example of unity for me. Thank you for all the sacrifices that you've made over the years to provide, to provide for me and give me a great opportunity to succeed. You two are an inspiration for me, for your hard work and dedication and your commitment to each other. Thank you. Hi, my name's Kate Drury. Some of you may know me as Mark and Sarah Drury's daughter or maybe Caroline Drury's little sister. All of them are active church members. As frustrating as it can be sometimes to be best known at church by my relations, I know that this is because my family has had such a deep connection to Woodmont, one that I am honored to be a part of. My parents first joined as members in 1995, right after they got married. My sister and I were both born into the church, growing up spending Sunday mornings in the nursery before moving on to Sunday school and eventually the youth group. In fact, I've been a Woodmont member since before any of the current ministers. Let that sink in. However, throughout the 18 years that I've belonged to Woodmont, there has been almost constant tidal waves of changes in leadership, membership, and even architecture. As I've grown and developed my own identity, so has Woodmont. And many of these changes were not easy. Staffing changes in the year 2006 caused major conflict, resulting in the church losing several members and leaders. I was young, but I knew something big was going on around me. From that point on, church leadership, particularly in the youth group, was almost constantly changing. This was difficult on everyone, faculty, ministers, members, but I believe it was hardest for those of us who were kids throughout it all. We grew to be really close to leaders like Tom, CJ, and Trey, and as they left, oftentimes the stress and disappointment of losing such trusted mentors felt overwhelming, especially as we were reaching adolescence and all the struggles that come with it. Whenever another person would leave, I felt myself shifting further and further away from God's wishes in the scripture you just heard. I didn't want to forgive or be excited for them as they started a new chapter. I wanted to remain angry at these people for what felt like their abandonment. I felt myself closing off to the people who took their jobs next, instead of being compassionate and welcoming. And I know many of my peers felt the same way because there was a significant loss of teenage membership around this time. So what changed? Why am I here speaking as a senior member of the youth group? In other words, why did I stick it out? When we are among the people that God wants us to be, we are bound by love. And sometimes, no matter how hard you try to break loose, that love won't let you go. This was certainly the case for me. For starters, I had the love of my two amazing friends, Jessica Hardin and Maura Bass. 
They've been beside me since childhood and never fail to greet me with huge smiles and bear hugs every time we meet in church. You don't give up on friendships like that. Through their steadfast stream of love, faith, and kindness, they inspire me to be a better Christian and to open up to others in the youth group. I also had the love and kindness shown to me by all the mentors who have become parts of my life. Adults such as Katie Sheridan Gossage, Chris Cox, Billy Pirtle, Mariah Dombey, Cyril Stewart, and Lisa Rollins. They may not have been the adults who I started in the youth group with, but I'm so honored and blessed to end it with them as leaders, advisors, and friends. And finally, in a cyclical way, the lessons about life, faith, and God that I learned at this church helped me to stay grounded in my spiritual journey. I learned that your faith cannot be based on other people because then if they leave, so, so will your faith. God tells us to clothe ourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience, forgiveness, and most of all, love. These are the ties that, bi that bind. I know that God is here and he cares about me because you, my church family, have all shown me these wonderful things, especially in my times of need. These ties will bind me to God and my church wherever I go from here. So from me to you, thank you. Thank you for everything. As far back as I can remember, I've been waking up early in the morning on Sundays, getting dressed up and getting piled into the car with my family to go to church. Um, and. When I was little, as I'd imagine was the case for you all as well when you were little, church was much more of a passive activity for me than it was an active one. Uh, we'd get there, my parents would make small talk with friends while I stood there and just checked out, and then we'd make our way to the pews where I'd maybe sing the songs, maybe not, and then check out again and start fiddling with whatever was near me as soon as someone started speaking in a normal voice. As I got older, I started little by little, paying more attention to the passages and sermons that were being given during worship. Not really actively listening, but understanding what they were saying when I wasn't in my own little world in my head. I'm not sure when it happened exactly, but there was a time when it just clicked and I started to actually analyze the things these pastors were talking about and form my own opinions on the things they were saying. And when that happened, I quickly realized that listening wasn't enough. I wanted to talk about it, have discussions with people about the things I was hearing, let, other knows, let others know my thoughts and feelings, and listen to theirs and maybe get a fresh perspective. So I started to talk in Sunday school after service. That was something I very rarely did. I'd always been a pretty quiet kid, and when I was in a room, I tended to let everyone else do the talking. But the day I started to talk in Sunday school, I felt a giddiness about discussing and talking that I'd never had. I remember having a discussion with a visitor here during Sunday school about a particular piece of text where we had opposing view, viewpoints and had a healthy discussion about it. You know, just your average Sunday morning conversation about the final destination of our eternal, eternal souls. When class time was up, I shook his hand and felt a sort of sense of pride about what had just happened. We were, we were able to talk about our personal beliefs and listen to the others. And we both felt that while we may not have agreed with each other still, we understood each other. Over the past few years, I've noticed that these healthy discussions so rarely happen anymore. It seems today that everyone feels so strongly that they're right and those who disagree with them are wrong that these kinds of discussions are no longer possible. When we began preparation for Youth Sunday, we were given a list of suggested verses that could guide us through our sermon. When I read the verses from Hebrews chapter 10, they really spoke to me. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. 
And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. This passage's message of coming together and encouraging one another to choose kindness is one the world we live in today needs. There's no replacement for a real face-to-face discussion with someone on important topics. Woodmont and Bethany Hills Christian uh, Christian Camp have provided me with spaces for the last nine years where it's okay to have those discussions, where those discussions are encouraged. Don't be afraid to voice your opinion during a discussion. And if someone disagrees with you, talk to them about it. Listen to them and let them listen to you. You might gain a new perspective on things. But more importantly than anything else, be kind to one another. Be loving towards your peers and encourage them to do the same. Not only do I believe that this is the most important ingredient for a good discussion, but I believe it is the most important ingredient for good relationships, good attitudes, good thoughts, and good lives. Good morning. My name is Cole Kreider. I'll be attending Middlebury College in the fall next year. I'm a lifelong member of Woodmont. Aside from my home and the schools that I've attended, I'm sure that I've spent more time in this church building than I have anywhere else, and I feel lucky in that way. From my baby dedication to now, my senior sermon, this day has always felt like it was so far away. Despite watching many seniors go before me, many of whom I was very close with, having spent countless Sundays together in church, children's choir, and youth group, I never really thought about being in this position myself until very recently. I think this is because I've always have so many things that fill my time, from school to sports, family, friends, and my church, it's hard for me to find time and stop to appreciate the big picture. Being caught up in the little things can distract us from appreciating the journey that we are on. I've seen countless statistics about the average stress levels that my generation, that my, uh, that my generation uh, being significantly higher than those of past generations. The introduction of mass popularity of screens and social media has found its way into the gaps in our day-to-day schedules, and the majority of this is pointless material. Worrying about possible outcomes and what you need to be doing later, or if you actually passed that test yesterday, does nothing for you. There is no benefit. You prevent yourself from living your life to your full potential by not praying about your problems. And I know that I find myself complaining about an issue to one of my buddies or friends more often than I find myself praying about it and moving on. As my senior years progressed, I've begun to notice more often when I'm getting caught up in the little things and missing the big picture. Whether it's having to make it to this event or that, or focusing too much on getting a good grade in this class, I've begun to realize that I always I'm going to, there's always going to be a little thing that I could choose to worry about. The key, of course, is not just to realize this, but to do something about it. We have a choice. Do I choose to worry or do I choose to live? I think that this is, this is the lesson that Jesus is teaching us in the verse that Lydia read from Matthew. It seems like my friends and fellow seniors will have more events coming up in the next few months than we have ever had. Proms, final exams, graduation parties, graduations, family and church celebrations, and preparing for the beginning of our college careers. Rather than being stressed out by all of these events, 
I intend to apply the teaching of Jesus and to not worry about them. I hope that through prayer and, giving, and by giving thanks to God, and I can avoid the stress and really appreciate the final leg of my high school career. I'm like Pastor Clay in that I really like country music. Since Clay likes to quote from country songs in his sermons, I thought I would too. The Tim McGraw song, Live Like You Are Dying, was a huge hit when I was four years old. It has great lyrics to convey the message that Jesus was teaching in his Sermon on the Mount almost 2,000 years ago. If you aren't familiar with the song, it tells the story of a man who was given only a short time to live by his doctor and how he spent his remaining days living like he was dying. He went Rocky Mountain climbing, spent 2.7 seconds on a bull named Fu Manchu. He loved deeper and he spoke sweeter. The song, like Jesus' teaching, should cause us to ask ourselves a question. If you knew the next few days or weeks would be the last you would have with your family and best friends, would you spend it the same way you've spent the last several months with them? With that in mind, I will close by thanking those who have meant so much to me on my journey, starting with my church family. I would like to thank the teachers and ministers who have been role models for me. Next, I am grateful to my friends from youth group and my friends from school. Finally, I want my family to know how grateful I am to you and how much I love you. My grandparents, Nana and Papa Tosh, who are here today, Nana and Poppy Kreider, who were here last weekend, and my uncles, aunts, and cousins in Arkansas. Finally, to my sister Lydia and my mom and dad, thank you. Morning, I'm Maura. I will be attending UT Martin next fall. Now, I want to start off by saying the reason I chose that scripture was simply because of a wonderful woman who is our youth director, Katie Gossage. In one of my darkest moments within the past few years, I had felt I hit a brick wall and I couldn't do anything correctly and that I was just a disappointment and wondering why God had made me this way. And Katie came to me, gave me a hug, and simply said this scripture to me. She told me, breathe in the bad, breathe it out and push it on me and the Lord, and we will send good to you. Now, I'm gonna be really honest. For the past like two weeks, I've been freaking out. I haven't really known what I was gonna write. Even this morning, I was slightly confused on what I was gonna write. But starting with, the night that I had dinner with Katie at NY Pie. We got our pizza and then we started talking about Youth Sunday coming up. God knows how many years I have been freaking out about this moment that I'd be standing here because <laughs> nervous wreck. But thanks to you guys, I've been able to harness all of that and be able to help myself and others in many ways that are unknown to me and unknown to many around me, but are apparent and prevalent. Um, again, as we were sitting at NYPI, she was informing me of the meeting that the seniors were having, and I, of course, had work, so I was not there, but I did learn that the seniors came up with wanting to involve something that involved our diversity, 
with us all being different. Example is, Charlie is on the piano. Jessica sings and does theater. I do art and I do weird psychological things. <laughs> Cole Kreider is a very, very sportsy person and he's really good at it. <laughs> and Emily, she's so caring and so nice and so is her brother. Um, but as we've said within the past few minutes of the beginning of this service, we wanted to show you this lovely tapestry that all of us have made and pinpoint on how wonderful and how lovely it has been to have you guys help us create this tapestry that has made us us. Now, I wanna thank everyone that I've come in contact with, even if they were a bad person or a good person. No matter what they did, they have shaped me to be the wonderful person that I have come to accept that I am standing in front of you right now. I also want to thank Katie and Chris. Through all these years of change and different things happening and growth spurts and high school, Trey, Tom, Katie, CJ, Chris, Billy, Mariah, all the youth, I can't tell you how much gratefulness is in me because of them and especially because of my family. Now, they've had to deal with a lot of my antics over the years, and I've been quite a handful. Purple hair is an example. <laughs> Major example. But even through all the fights and all the temper tantrums and panic attacks and anxiety attacks and strange encounters with people, my family has stood there with me. And so has this wonderful person I can call my friend, my youth director, and a wonderful, wonderful, what's the word? Role model. I can't English, I'm sorry. But many people have been role models, but my mom, my dad, my grandmother, especially Pop, with how much he's helped me with trying to become a responsible adult, which I don't want to become in the next three months, but still has to happen, and especially Katie and Chris. But thank you so much. It's mean the world to me to be able to grow and have you guys by my side to help me become my strange self. Thank you. Hello. Um, as you said, my name is Jessica Harden. I am going to be graduating from Lighthouse Christian School, and I am going to be going to college with Maura at UT Martin, and I'm going to be majoring in, surprise, surprise, vocal music education. <laughs> so all of my life, I have had special places in my life when I, that, where I have strong roots in. For example, I have been to the same school for 13 years, and similarly, similarly I have been at this church since before I was even born. This is the main reason why I chose Psalms 139, 13 through 14. For you formed my own parts, you needed me together in my mother's womb. I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. This verse explains my whole life here perfectly. Similarly, like God knew me before I was born, this church has known me since I was born. With how long I have been connected with this church, I've created relationships with so many people throughout those years. Trey, CJ, Chris, Katie, Mariah, Billy, all of my friends. 
So Kate and Maura have been my friends since we were two. Kate, Maura, and I have been through everything together. We've been through the start of Christ Quest, youth group, Bethany Hills, mission trips. We've spent nearly every single second together here. Maura and I even spent an entire mission trip in Kentucky with CJ and Landon, and just the four of us. And we have so many inside jokes. <laughs> so many. <laughs> but all these relationships, I cherish them so much. And what makes them so special is that I don't have to see them every single day to keep them strong. With how close I've become with my friends and my mentors and leaders, the church, especially the youth group, has become like a second family to me. Family is not only defined as a blood relation, but can be defined as a group where people feel loved, accepted, and cared for. Family is consisted of people who will stop and do anything to help you, who will give you advice, who will cheer you on whether you succeed or fail. My best friends and the youth leaders are the perfect examples of that. My friends are like my sisters, and the youth leaders are like parents to not only me, but to the entire youth group. With them, I can easily talk about anything with. Every Sunday, Kay and I just sit and talk before Sunday school, and we just talk about our week and what has been happening in our lives. And the last time we went to Guatemala, Chris, EA, Mariah, Billy, and I just stood outside at the compound just talking. And to me, sometimes simple conversations like that can be some of the most memorable times. The people in my life have been some of the people who have seen change in me, and also I've seen change in them, like all of the seniors have. We've gone through many different leaders. Many different people have gone through this church and impacted our lives. This year, seniors, we've seen the most change in the church and in the youth group in the past seven years. But we have all used these chains as a chance for growth and as a chance to create new relationships, along with the old ones. Every person I have met has taught me something different and has helped me grow in my faith. One of the lessons I've learned can be explained in Galatians 1.10. Am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God, or am I trying to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. All of the people who have been an influence in my life has taught me to be original and not care what others think of me. I feel like I can be real around them, whether at church, lock-ins, and especially at Bethany Hills. I know every senior that has ever stepped up to this podium has talked about how important Bethany Hills is to them. It's the same with me. Like this church in my school, I have a deep connection to Bethany Hills, whether as a camper or as a counselor. To me, it's not only a time to hang out with old and new friends, but a time to forget our life full of stress and technology and focus on the beauty that God has given us. To me, it's a place where I can be free, be at peace, and focus on my relationship with Christ. And the best thing is I get to spend it with all these amazing people here. I remember the first time I went to Bethany Hills, I was terrified because I didn't know many people there. And I'm a person who is uncomfortable around others that I don't know. Many of y'all probably know that. And I don't really know why, but I've started to become more comfortable when people started to come up to me. And especially like my friends who were there kept nudging me to talk to people. And then ever since then, I absolutely love going. And every single time, I make new friends every single time. So I want to thank Chris and Katie for being here for these past few years and just like teaching all of us everything. I want to thank Mariah and Billy for helping me 
grow stronger in singing. I want to thank Kate and Maura for being such of the greatest friends ever and being my sisters. And I want to thank my real sister, Amber, for being such a loving sister, even when we fight sometimes. <laughs> um, and because she's supported me along with my parents, even when she's at college and doing amazing mission trips. And finally, I want to thank my parents who chose a place like Wimont where I have met some amazing people who encourage me and teach me. Thank you. Good morning. My name is Grant Hallman, and I'll be graduating from Innsworth this year and attending Wake Forest University in the fall. Unity is brought upon us by the love and passion for the same idea. Whether it be a sports team, group of friends, band, or in this case, a youth group. Youth groups are special in a way that no other groups are. The thing that, binds, that brings them together is so much deeper and more powerful than anything else in the world. People can come from all different backgrounds, likes and dislikes, but the unity of Christ is always there. If you know even just a few of the seniors in this group, you would know that not a single one of us is really even close to being like another. But again, we all come together through faith. I grew up in Christ Quest, and one month has been a part of my life ever since I was in elementary school. As a kid, there was only so much I could do to be involved with the, with the church. But as I transitioned into Cairo, I found myself participating basically the same amount. I had a few friends but didn't know anyone from outside the group really at all. So I found myself doing enough to satisfy myself, but not enough to put myself out there and make new friends and, connect, and connections with God. After my freshman year, I was presented with the opportunity to go, to go on a mission trip to Guatemala. I was uneasy about the thought at first, as I thought traveling, as traveling to a third world country for a week without family and only a few people I really knew. I learned the most about myself, the love within the youth group, and more importantly, the power of God in that week than I ever have in my entire life. The theme of unity can be applied to that trip. Despite our group being worlds different than the people of Guatemala, we found ourselves, we found a way to enjoy each other's company and just be in the moment, such as playing soccer and sharing memories on the roof under the clear night sky. The bonds I not only share with the people of Guatemala, but the people in the youth group that I had never really gotten to know have changed my life throughout high school. I made some of my best friends on that trip and got to know people I would have never really known if it weren't for our similar interest in the love of Christ. The power of unity under God's love is endless. Our class is made up of athletes, artists, actors, and everything in between, but we work and function just as well as any other group I've ever been a part of. This church and youth group especially has been one of the most influential parts of my life and has left a mark on me, on me that I will carry for much longer than anything else that has been in my life to this point. While we all put our separate ways and head across the country for college, there is no doubt in my mind that this group will reconnect, whether it be in the summer or stay in touch throughout the rest of our lives. Despite our differences, this youth group in Christ has especially has, has brought and binds us together. Finally, I would like to thank my parents, my sister Lindsay, everyone in the youth group and this church, and Chris and Katie. Thank you.